Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store for you today, but it is a little bit different than usual. See, my new book called That Sounds Fun releases tomorrow, which I'm super excited about. Which reminds me, today is the last day that you can access the free audiobook as a bonus for pre-ordering That Sounds Fun. So at 11.59 tonight, that offer goes away. But you can find all the details at thatsoundsfunbook.com. Well, in these unprecedented times, you know, like launching a book in the middle of a pandemic, my team and I brainstormed what would be a fun way to chat about the book here on the podcast. Since we didn't feel like me asking myself questions would be our best bet, I wondered about bringing some of my most fun friends in to ask the questions. And guess what? Even though their official stance on interviewing people is that they don't do it, Knox McCoy and Jamie Golden from the podcast generously said yes. You already know and love Knox and Jamie. They were on Couples Month with us in 2019, and not only do they host the incredible and incredibly funny podcast, they also host the Bible Binge podcast. Knox is an author, Jamie is a skincare expert, and their talents truly know no end. Was I nervous about what questions they might ask me? Yes, of course. Did we laugh until I cried? Yes, of course. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation today, and then get your hands on That Sounds Fun, the book tomorrow. So here it is with the mic turned and me in the hot seat. Here is my conversation with Knox McCoy and Jamie Golden from the Popcast. All right, Knox and Jamie from the Popcast. I am handing you That Sounds Fun, the show, so we can talk about That Sounds Fun, the book. Are y'all ready for this? Am I ready for this? You're Listen, not ready. <laughs> welcome to your own podcast. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so obviously we're here today to talk to you about your newest book. That yes, sounds fun. Yes. So I just want to say thanks uh, for allowing us to inception your podcast and be able to interview you for that. How do you feel right well, now? Well, I am very excited. I think it is very fun that it's the two of y'all. You were very kind to say yes when I said, because we thought who can we bring on to do the interview? And I was like, you know who would just be fun to be with is Knox and Jamie from the podcast. I like that it wasn't, you know who would be a great interviewer? <laughs> no, it was who would be fun to hang out with. And it's Listen, not- and let's talk inside baseball about how that went down. And Annie, it's genius because you FaceTimed us uh-huh. and you asked us so you could see us. So there was no chance we were going to turn you down. We were going to turn you down anyway, but it's brilliant. Knox, when I answered the FaceTimes, because Jamie had to call me back. When I answered the FaceTime, your face was so scared. Yeah. I didn't know if you thought I was going to tell you that I was I had a terminal illness okay. or that I was about to knock on the front door of your office. Your face said either of those yeah. things could have been the next move. That's just my FaceTime face. When I'm getting face, I'm like, "What's? The, why is this happening? Why is this going on? This is ridiculous. So we we, we would only answer FaceTimes for you and we would only interview. Right. You're uh, actually the only person I've ever FaceTimed, Annie, and it was that time. Are you I, kidding? I don't you, face- y'all don't FaceTime? Listen, I just don't have a lot of good angles. I want to control it at all times. So yeah. I don't see. I face some with Ashley or my kids. Yeah. And it's usually kids want to ask me something or Ashley would, you know, just because that's what we do. But um, that's your yeah, wife. Just for everybody to know <laughs> that's your wife. That you- yeah. <laughs> yes. That's my wife. Not a random woman on the internet that I FaceTime. Just my wife. So my Sorry. kids and this lady I met on the internet. That's yeah, who you I know, FaceTime. You guys want to do that? I don't know. That's weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the subtitle of the book is the joys of being an amateur, the power of falling in love and why you need a hobby. So first question, is that why you chose us? The amateur (laughs) interviewers that we are, Mm -hmm. because I, you know, we've obviously like joked about it, but it's important to, to let your listeners know we have no idea what we're doing here. This might be a disaster. (laughs) Right. 
Like we white, we did whiteboards of questions and I was like, does that feel mean? Does that feel, is that heresy? Yeah. So we tried to, we took out wow. all, all the heretical questions. We took out all the, like, get into your, like, making you spill the tea yeah. on your industry. We took all those out. Thank yeah, you. We're going to ride that line, Annie. <laughs> Thank you. I don't think y'all are amateurs as much as, well, actually, yeah, I think that is what makes it fun to talk to y'all is I know, A, you're kind of anti-interviewing people. And so I thought maybe they'll say yes to me. But also, I just think you're fun to talk to. And hearing people do things that they aren't professionals at is actually incredibly fun for me. So game on. That's good. Okay, That's good. Well, so in the first part of the book, so you set the stage, right? Um, Because you have to do a little kind of introduction of like, why are we here? Why are we talking about what sounds fun? And you set the stage. You write about your migraines. uh, You talk about a Jenga game. That got interrupted by a girl knocking down Jenga games. Yeah, she was so SEC. Mox, do you know what I mean? Like, she, like, for sure went to Mississippi State. Hey, it means more, you know? Right? <laughs> and then you talked about your parents who are no longer present in their bodies, but present with the Lord. So What? My grandparents. Yeah. So it's <laughs> My not, parents are alive. Your grandparents. Yes. No, your grandparents. I thought you said parents. So it's migraines, SEC girl. And your grandparents are dead. Yeah. It's still sad in the beginning. Would you like yeah. to comment on the sadness? Yes, I will first? comment on the sadness. I think people assume because they see so much of, this is true with y'all too, they see so much of our lives between what they hear us talk about on the shows that we're on, what they read and the things that we write on Instagram, and what they see on stories that they think they see the whole picture. And so I I think one of the beautiful things about books, Knox, you've done this with your books as well, is it kind of goes, here's what you've been watching the last two years. Now, actually, can we back up and let me show you what was underneath all of that? Mm-hmm. The things that I couldn't tell you right then, the things that I didn't, I didn't know how to talk about. I mean, I was having migraines like almost daily. And every time I was on a plane, you guys, Jeez. every time. I mean, I went to chiropractors. Yes, I went to chiropractors and doctors and all this stuff, and and so then what started happening is this cycle of like headaches and then anxiety that I was going to have a headache because I had to get on a plane the next day. So then I had a headache because I was having, you know, like oh man, I couldn't talk about that at the time, and and it's one of the things actually Beth Moore, who we all adore, she did a whole teaching on what's a tweet, what's a blog post, and what's a book, and migraines were not the right conversation at that time. I just had to survive those and keep doing the rest of my job. So that's why it started sad. And also it's tough because like then when you were having those migraines, TikTok was not as big as it is now and you didn't have as many tips on I how to handle a migraine. Yes. But now you would. Now you would. But I encourage you to like search up hashtag migraines. On your <laughs> and you know, I think it's, uh, I, I think that's one of the things I really like about your writing in general, but also this book is I think a lot of times uh, people traffic. Maybe we talked about this when we were on uh, your show, like a like a year ago. I think a lot of people traffic in authenticity, and they act like that's transparency or vulnerability. When really, those are two totally different things. So I like that. It's like, hey, I'm I'm out here, and you see me, and I'm doing. You know, you listen to my podcast. Um, but in the middle of all this stuff, like there's some ugly stuff going on, and I, yeah. it's not like you want to traffic in that and like, like make that like. Isn't that weird? Isn't that crazy that that happened? But it's like, that's a that's something for people to know about. And it's not exploitative. It's 
the grittiness and the texture of reality, you know? Yeah, that's very nice. Thank you. Yeah, that, I mean, because I, I think I am very authentic every day in my social media and here talking with y'all and on my shows. It's just not the right time to tell everything. Exactly right. And yeah. so, so being vulnerable and being authentic is both true in real time, but there is a version of that that is true when you can read about it 18 months later in, in a book form when I've had time to see the bigger story and go, Oh, if that if I wouldn't have taken that season off the road, what would 2020 have been like when we lost everything? I mean, y'all lost a tour. I lost a tour. I mean, it, everything changed travel wise. And so it feels like a, I needed to see that whole picture before I could write it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Let me, th that reminds me of a follow-up I want to ask because, you know, uh, we asked on social media, we were like, you know, we're going to talk to Annie. What do you guys She said hypothetically. Hypothetically, <laughs> maybe, you know, who knows what could happen. Um, and a lot of people said, just tell her she's great. And oh. that's a great comment and you should be flattered. It's not a question. That's just a statement. So guys, come on, like raise your games a little bit. But yeah, come on. Like, the second place then. was a lot of people wanted to know, Annie, what doesn't sound fun to you? Mm. Okay, so I want you to answer that question. And not like, you know, like inconvenience, but like, what is rock bottom? Like real low-key rock bottom. Okay, rock bottom, rock bottom, rock bottom. I think that would be accidentally offending everyone. Like, <laughs> everyone. everybody. Like everybody. a mass cancellation The event. world, yeah. There isn't a person that doesn't go, I think she is awful. I think yeah. there are groups of people who are allowed to feel that based on some things I believe that I'll stand by. But to do one thing and offend the planet and and all because I got misunderstood, you know, like sure. I wasn't trying to take a hot stand yeah. or a hot take. I was just trying to do something right. And it came across wrong to the planet. That's it. That's rock bottom for me. I, like anything that has Beth Moore giving you the throat slash, <gasps> like she's done with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 The whole world and or just Beth Moore. If I lose Beth Moore for some reason, that'll if be. She unfollows you and then screenshots it and tells everyone, wow. hey, guys, I've corrected this. I don't follow any F downs anymore. Oh, See, my, you're making I, my stomach hurt. You even did a surrender. You're doing right now a surrender. <laughs> I'm just a mad. Like I, I'm thinking of the woman who did like the the uh, tweeted the dumb tweet or whatever, and then got on a plane. Yeah, to yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that's was, it. Like, in the air for 16 hours, whatever. Yes. And like she didn't. Know. She didn't know people were tracking her flight until she landed. We all knew she had ac accidentally slash not accidentally said something awful on Twitter, and lands in South Africa. I mean, yes, that's it, Knox. You've nailed it. That feeling of like. I'm up in the air. Did that tweet go over okay? Oh, no. it didn't. Oh, no, I did not. <laughs> no, thank you. See, my 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 thing is is like my rock bottom is not as rooted in that reality. It's it's more like a um, eternal math class, and like <gasps> not only am I doing math, but I'm also listening to uh, a podcast like a a podcast on a loop about the royal family. Oh. Like that's that's my rock bottom. I don't How want to hear you. This How is they are delight. This is exactly when you need to ask me my Flavor Town hot take. By the okay. Way. Do you do you have so okay? So let explain. let me explain. So we uh, on the on the podcast uh, a couple times a year we do an episode called Flavor Town, and it is uh, Guy Fieri inspired. And what it is is it's devoted to the hottest of hot takes. Um, it's not just like something crazy. It's something crazy, but when it, with a hint of truth that you hadn't really thought about until you said it. Um, so it's like it's a it's a moving target to hit. Uh, and one of the questions people ask like from you was they want to know if you had a Flavor Town submission. So I, I'm. So excited to hear the submission. My Flavortown submission is that Princess Diana is not that interesting. Oh, dang. <gasps> oh, my. But she's, I am she's so, so embarrassed for you right now. Like, this is going to hit there. You'll need to edit this out because that is so embarrassing. I, I know. I don't know if I can. 
Spice. Look, yes. Knox is frozen in in. No, you know what? I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> first of all, she's the people's princess. How dare you? Like, she's very. Interesting. First of all, she's not anything anymore, James. She's dead. So you need to come. So when I went that. to Paris, I went to the tunnel where she died. <gasps> you did. Off- Yes, I looked. I've looked at her autopsy. Photos. I was going to say, I'm quick show of hands. Who's looked at her autopsy photos? <laughs> My hands down. Andy, your hands are down. <laughs> I can't see Craig. Down. I'm assuming Craig's hands are down. <laughs> Craig, if you want me to show you where to look at celebrity autopsy photos, I will help you do that. <laughs> Jamie, man, that is the spicy. She's don't lovely. Make this me. Don't, She's lovely. Don't distract from like you're like Princess Di is boring. You just said Princess Di. Is boring. Listen, here's the deal though. In the Crown, like in her season, um, her most recent season, like when she's being ignored by Charles, what's she do? Freaking nothing, man. She does like ballet by herself in a room. That's yeah. boring. She's a mom to two lovely boys. She did a lot of good for the planet. She divorced her first husband and was dating a millionaire. Fine. You're, it's just not quite, it's just not quite ev- everything it's lit up to be. Ooh. That's, that's, wow. uh, we can litigate that later, but I think yeah. that that will allow, uh, you're going we'll to focus Andrew. back on your books. That's so maybe a good we can Flavor Town hot take, though, right? <laughs> No, that's very spicy. <laughs> I like it. That's good stuff. No, uh, but we but we will continue. I know. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. So obviously, like James said, we're here to talk about your book, not about your really good opinion on Prince Diana that I <laughs> okay. support and endorse. Um, uh, I'm So, you know, regarding the book, I'm sure the writing of it was made possible in large part because the team around you, the team you have around you is so good. And now you also have a podcast network. It's very successful. Um, so we're, you know, Jamie and I, we're very impressed with what you do. And we, uh, you know, we look at you as a role model. Aww. The question I have is uh, of all the people on your team, who's your favorite? Yeah. Cause you have to have a favorite. <laughs> I knew there was yeah. something that was turning here at some point. Who is my favorite? Well, the one who handles the most trouble mm-hmm. is Jenna. The okay. chief Annius um, officer, she mm-hmm. handles the most. He, let me tell you all the things she has to do that every nobody knows she has to do. She has to tell everyone when I miss a deadline. <laughs> She's the one who has to communicate to the people. Annie's yeah. not going to hit that deadline. Yeah, I just have to say to Jenna, hey, I'm not going to hit that deadline. Will you let him know? And I walk ahead. And she's the one who has to go... Hi. So we've talked to, we've talked to Jenna like a lot in planning this interview and scheduling mm-hmm. it and all that. And she is like you said she's your chief Annie officer. That mm-hmm. has a vibe of she knows where bodies are buried. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's true. Has she signed a non-disclosure in her contract? All of that. Yes, all of that. It's all the secrets. She gets to know all the things. She has full access to my calendar. When I put embarrassing things on my calendar like dinner with so and so that everyone knows I shouldn't have dinner with anymore. I'm like, oh, I can't put this on that calendar. Everybody's gonna <laughs> No, <laughs> she also see like the period started. hundred like, percent in your period tracker. Not like so when we talk about menstruation. So I I hey, you know what? It's part of life, Jamie. Don't be a don't be a teenager. <laughs> be more mature, please. You know we have uh, Aaron, obviously, who's not on this call, but um, she's in office with Jamie. She records. We have Christiana, our director of ops. Yep. We just hired a couple more people. Did. Um, and we're discovering that um, it's the thing of. You know, we've done so much of our shows just kind of by ourselves or with Aaron. And so, like, we all kind of know how that looks. But then when you invite other people in mm-hmm. and and they, like, have to fix what you do and make it better. And they look at you and they're like, this is how you live. Like, this is how you do this. You know, <laughs> like, how is – because Christiana, she kind of – we had a conversation before um, we promoted her. And it was uh-huh. like, like, understanding what's happening here, 
she's got to know everything. She's got to know where the body's buried. Yep. She's got to know the ugly, the yeah. beautiful. Is that how Jen is for you? Like she 100%. knows like everything. She has to know everything. She's got to know. I mean, that's when people are like, hey, can you just put this thing on your calendar? And I'm like, not only can I not put it on my calendar because of what I see, I can't put it on my calendar because of what Jenna has offered to people and she has in her head. Like in mm. her head, she's already given away a block of time, but it's not on my calendar yet because it's not confirmed. And so when someone says, can you grab, you know, grab coffee at 2.30? I'm like, well, I don't know. You have to, you lit. I know you're my mom, but you literally have to ask Jenna. I don't know. Well, and with, and Sorry, mom, my people will get back to yeah. you. Well, and what's great about that is you can be like, I don't know. Jenna will have to ask. And then you're like, Jenna, I, I don't, I don't like her at all. So could yeah. you say yeah. I'm not available? Yeah, Jenna, please give my mom a 15 minute window. That's all we've got. <laughs> That's all your mom needs. Come on. Come I like on. that. It's, it's kind of nice because it's uh, a forced kind of community of, just Pete, you were all doing the same stuff. And it's like, I don't know, especially in this year of quarantine, it's been nice to have people who uh, there's a regularity of seeing them and interacting mm-hmm. with them, mm-hmm. you know, and like working on a business too. Yeah. So I, I wondered if that was uh, true for you. Yeah. Um, speaking of like the quarantine and, and forced community, the last time we saw you, last time we got to be in person with you, I think was Honduras, wasn't An it? An actual year ago. Yeah. Like a literal yeah, actual year ago. Yes. So we were there, um, obviously, with Compassion International. I was who we so all love. happy. We were, do you know I moved? I switched Compassion trips to go with y'all. Do you know this? No, we did not know that. Yes. To be honest, was that more about us or was the other trip like dog crunch? And you were like, well, I was guess I'll go with trip, them. Was the other trip like Ann Voskamp? Yikes. <laughs> you, you can't be a troublemaker. I know, listen, I love making trouble with Ann Voskamp. That's a very fun thing. <laughs> um, no, they when the date got closer to my original trip, it wasn't working great on my calendar. They're like, well, there's this other one at the beginning of, end of January, beginning of February. And it's with the people from Popcast and the Radkeys. And, and I was like, uh, yes, I'm going to Honduras <laughs> with that crowd, 100%. That sounds like a party. I yeah, so, loved so it. While we were there, um, we you got to, you were uh, uh, let entrance into our sacred, Honored. of sacred, our Holy of Holies, and you watched uh, The Bachelor with us. I last sat season. so quietly because y'all you have did. to you do so work. Respectful. Yeah. You were so you. respectful. Uh, and I wondered, you know, speaking of The Bachelor, um, obviously it's returned this year with Matt James. Yeah. What are you like? What's your vibe? What do you think about Matt James? How are you liking the season so far? I am watching the season on and off. I'm, I haven't seen every episode, but I did watch this week's. And so I can speak directly to it. Yeah. Um, okay. I like Matt James. I think he seems like a nice guy. I don't know that Feels he's like going to pick. a big butt coming here, Annie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Here's Just a big butt. I don't know it. that he's going to pick he, one of these boring, girls. like Princess Doc? Go ahead. Wow. No. Wow. I just don't know that he's going to end up picking one of these girls. Oh. I don't I don't disagree with you. No shade to the Nima colon or however you say that. I just, I don't know. The resort in Pennsylvania. I think it looks amazing. I don't want to watch a reality TV show there. Yeah. I can tell you that. Yeah. And now that now I know there's donkeys wilding out everywhere. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. Annie. That seems a little bit weird to me. But yeah, I just, it's uh it's a little topsy-turvy, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see if one of these... I mean, you know, one of the things I loved about Sean Lowe's episode or season is Catherine was kind of, like, not visible outside of a group until all of a sudden he she was top three or something. You're like, oh, wait, I'm sorry, who is this? <laughs> yeah. Who are you again? And if that... <laughs> you had no screen time. Trouble. She wasn't a villain. Yeah. She was great. Yeah, and it, there may be one of those... And I just don't know who it is yet. Yeah. But, but none of the front runners is he going to end up with, I don't think. And I think we're getting a lot of drama noise right now. So hopefully that'll clear and we can actually get to know some of the contestants. Yes, I No, agree. I prefer the drama. I would like it not to clear. I would like it to get noisier and noisier as we okay. go. No, that's that's definitely, that's definitely a way to watch the show. That's totally fine. Right. Um, let me follow up on that, Annie. If 
Like let let's say you uh, got a phone call one day, uh-huh. and it was uh, from a number you don't know, and it was like, "Hey, Annie, this is Chris Harrison, uh-huh. and you know what sounds fun? You as the Bachelorette. <laughs> the power of would, falling in love. Come be the Bachelorette. <laughs> would you be interested in that? I have I have thought about this more than you want me to. <laughs> yes, yeah, partly because y'all. I think this is true for y'all too. But like, there's starting to be some Bachelor people in our world, like in our faith world, in our podcasty world. And I mean, so, you've inter- you've interviewed Ben Higgins. Don't don't hide. Yeah, it. totally. But, and he's on the show this week too because he has a book. We have oh, book man. book twins. His book comes out tomorrow oh, too. Nice. And we're pretty decent friends. Him and Jess and I, his fiance. And so I've just had these thoughts of like, will it go that way for me? Do I want to do that publicly? Mm. I'm 40, so I'm older than the average, though Claire was 39. Not that I want to compare with her very much. It made her sound like she grew up with Methuselah, honestly. uh uh She had been like with Lewis and Clark. Right. Smelled so old. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so I I don't know. I would not say no right away. I would have a conversation with with the phone number that I didn't recognize. Though I actually ignore every phone number I don't recognize. So that's probably not true. I'd call him back. Here's the thing. you One of the things that you have to be good at as a bachelorette is you have to be good at journaling. Uh-huh. Mm. See your handwriting. Yes. It's excellent. Thank you. You don't even fake journal. You like real journal. That would be an added point. That would be an added. So since you couldn't, since you might not feel as comfortable with the coming out of the water bikini shots. Mm-hmm. Sure. Certainly. Just. just just as a natural rule for yes. most of us in the world. That's an assumption, uh, but you're actually right. <laughs> how dare I? Maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know how often, I don't know how many videos you have on that phone. Hey, you don't know how many get down. You, you don't, don't know, know what my neighborhood pool is like. I don't know where, I don't know where you're setting up your tripod in your <laughs> right. neighborhood. I don't know what that. I'm saying. But the fake journaling, you could really soar at uh-huh. because you're a real journaler. Yes. And they um, love so, Christians in that world right now. Oh, big time. Okay. Yeah. Christians are big. Yeah. Christians are big. Let's talk about the new book. So you introduced the new book by writing that it's a very special episode of That Sounds Fun. Yeah. I really like that we got to sit kind of and read an episode, which yeah, is really fun. thanks. You talk about that the guests on That Sounds Fun are either people that you're already friends with or people you wish you could be friends with. So my question is, are there three celebrities who you don't already know who you think are fun, and we can tell you if they are. Oh, okay. Yes. So I'm going to give you the celebrity. You're going to yay or nay the celebrity back to me. We'll tell you if they are actually fun. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if I should actually pursue. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Number one, Chris Pratt. (laughs) We said she's going to pick Chris Pratt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's famous. He's Christian. He's Christian. He's Christian. Right. Right. So there's a lot of good things. He's obviously Marvel. So he's a huge superstar. Yeah. We do have some issues. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is his father-in-law. Is that an asset or is that a liability? I agree. We don't know. See, right? I think, of, uh, you know, the big thing is, are you getting Star-Lord? Are you getting Parks and Rec? Because that's mm-hmm. two different, like, perspectives, mm-hmm. two different ideologies, two different, like, I am so hot you can't even look at me versus I'm kind of a weirdo and I'm just looking for I've four. got a third answer. Okay. Passengers. Is it Passengers? <laughs> My mom guess. started that movie 30 minutes in on a Saturday. Uh-huh. She was very interested in him and his body. Yeah, we'll see. Jan. Jan. I was about to say. Yeah. Check. Save wow. Jan. Yeah. What's your dad's name again? Chuck. Yeah. Save Chuck yeah. and Jan. Chuck and Jan forever? Is it Save Chuck and Jan? What's the hashtag? Keep Chuck and Jan alive forever. Keep We're trying Chuck to. Yeah. Jan alive forever. Yeah. Hashtag that and let's hashtag Andy for Bachelorette. Yeah. We'll, we'll just get <laughs> yeah, okay. We're, doing, about, we're doing all of this. Y'all are yeah. freaking me out. So here's the one I would pick. In That Sounds Fun, I write a chapter about Disneyland. And I say that there is a celebrity reader who read the the story of Jesus that night. And it was Chris Pratt that night. So we were at Disneyland at the same time. For some reason, we edited out that it was Chris Pratt. I can't remember why. No, but, I. you even put a footnote on it. Uh-huh. I flipped 
back, like an animal to a back of the book, like look for a detail. Uh And you literally did not write Chris Pratt there either. Sorry. I knew there was some, I can't remember why. Good job, Baker. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Make, give an exclusive. And so he, then we went to my friend Eliza and I, that's in the chapter. We went to club 33. Do y'all know club 33 at Disney? What? What is your fear? Oh, dang, for real? Oh, I didn't go in. I didn't go in. I just went to it. I just uh, went to the door. Okay. Holy moly. Oh, I wish. Have y'all ever done a deep dive on Club 33 on your show? Uh, I've done a cursory. Okay. Dive. Yeah, I've okay. done a little YouTubing of my own. Like, I just how think can there's I an episode content? worthy of Club 33 at some point. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, add it to your whiteboard. Hey, friends, taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners at Third Love. If you listen to the podcast, you know that Jamie and I mutually adore our Third Love bras. It's because they truly are the very best. They're designed using the measurements of millions of real, actual women to provide the perfect fit, all day comfort and support. Third Love features more than 80 sizes, which means you're sure to find the one that's right for you. And every Third Love bra is made with signature memory foam cups, no slip straps, and a scratch free band. Not sure about your size? The team at Third Love knows how tricky bra shopping can be. Ladies, am I right? Which is why they created the online Fit Finder quiz. You just answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit. I've taken the quiz along with over 16 million other women who have taken it and found it super helpful and pretty fun. Third Love stands behind their products too with their perfect fit promise. If you don't love it, exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are available via chat or email to answer all of your questions. In this age of automation and isolation, I really appreciate that there are humans available to make the bra buying experience a little easier. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for every woman. So right now they are offering my friends 20% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash sounds fun now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun for 20% off today. And now back to this conversation between Knox and Jamie and myself. So Club 33, for the friends who don't know, at every Disney park, there's like an exclusive club you can join for thousands of dollars, like tens of thousands of dollars you have to pay. So Eliza and I decided we were going to go ring the doorbell and ask for Chris Pratt (laughs) and just see, just see if if they responded and nothing happened when we touched the doorbell. I I, I do wish he would have showed up. I See, one of my theories, one of my hot take theories is that um, they do rich people fight clubs in Club 33 at Disney World. That's where you go. Because if you're a rich person, you're going to do Fight Club. You don't want to do it in your basement. You want to go to like, pool. Are you suggesting that Tom Hanks is giving a pop to Chris Pratt? Like, I like, in the I like room? Or I like what we're talking about, like as like Pixar voice, like Woody uh, and Buzz, <laughs> the voices of are actually Fight Club. I like what you've done with that, Jamie. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with that. So I'll, I'll yeah. allow that as well. There's okay. room for all kinds. Okay, so Chris Pratt is one celebrity. Do you have others? Chris Pratt is one. You uh, interview? I, well, this is widely known, so this is not a hot take as much, but Dolly Parton. Dolly's a real mm. top Listen, level. You freaking sat at that table in Dollywood for 18,000 hours while it rained. <laughs> I, I think she owes you. She owes I me, right? If I saw Dolly in, because sometimes, like, I don't want to flex on you guys too hard. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to stun up in here, but, um, but you can. I've been to Dollywood while Dolly's there. What? Like, and it's a big deal. There's a, there's a bit of a, like a murmur, you know, uh, among like the a, Like a buzz? There's a, yeah, there's a like electricity? Something 
quick note for the audio. So yeah. let me explain why Knox has been to Dollywood so much because he's oh. from Appalachia <laughs> as a rule. Like he was raised there and he got to go on a lot of like, here's a free trip because you made straight A's to Dollywood. Yeah. Jamie, you were from the place where Force Grump grew up. So like, do not get haughty with me How on this episode. I feel like I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel confident enough to approach her. Do y'all you know, know, I mean? know there's a, let me, this is pure rumor. Everyone says, everyone, fill in the blank, whoever that is. You, right now she wears all long sleeves and there's, every time you see her in a picture, she has long sleeves and the sleeve goes over her hand. And she always has on a wig. There's, there's hubbub that her hair is very dark in real life and she's covered in tattoos. And so she's out in public in Nashville all the time and you just don't know it's her. What are you talking about? We need to call Kenny Rogers right I'm now. So He's upset dead. Right now. He's dead. As, as upset as Jamie was about How the business, I think I'm I can't upset. speak to the dead. Listen, I can't. If I can talk to God, I can talk to like a couple of celebrities that are dead. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to note. No, I am going to note to look up his autopsy photo. Thank we get here for jet oh. rebuke real quick. We can. <laughs> okay. Uh, so okay. So we've got Chris Pratt. We've got Dolly Parton. Give us one more. Okay, one more. I'm trying to decide between Taylor Swift and Justin Thoreau. Oh, okay. Wow. Two, okay, two, those, two, those two roads diverged in a wood. <laughs> I mean, give me the, give me the case for Justin Thoreau. I, I understand it. Cause I've seen him, but like, give me the case. Yeah. You've seen him. Okay. He's, okay. he's a and I, We don't have a lot of politicians on. We right. don't have, and I just think I need to represent Canada more on the show than I do. Sure. So okay. having some more Canadian, I'm going to go to the top of Canada and work my okay. way down. No, the audio. Wink. I got it, Amy. I cool. <laughs> so diplomatic. She's like, you guys, I just really want to have more Tim Hortons conversation. <laughs> I That's just, what I'm looking for. Rather than it is list. his literal Face. naked person. <laughs> like, no, like, just be honest, Annie. Like in the pros and cons list, it's uh, pros, carnal. <laughs> and then like that's it. And then it's done. And sometimes that's, <laughs> that's true. That's just what God it is. God this. We are masterpieces. Bodies are temples, et cetera. Yeah, yeah et cetera. And then Taylor Swift is just Taylor Swift, right? Like why wouldn't you oh, That would be a, a huge debt. That yeah, would be a huge debt. It would be debt. so fun. She is friends of friends here. And so it, de- it feels like, is there a world where we could show up at the same thing? The answer is no. In 2009, the answer was yes. <laughs> I'm not sure the answer is yes in 21. You know, obviously, like, you'll go to stuff or you'll be in, invited to speak or whatever. You'll be at events where it's like, you know, there is a, um, whatever, famous person contingent, right? That it's like, we're here in this room and it's cool. Be chill. But then, like, Like Hillsong, New York? Is that what you mean? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's... <laughs> oh, that, that, no, I don't think that's... The, I don't think that's what we're talking about. No, you, you know, whatever. However you want to interpret that. Speaking of naked torsos, let's talk about... <laughs> no, we won't talk about Pastor Carl. I need you um, to know that Carl, that engineer Craig just put his hands over his face for the first... <laughs> First time, I knew it. minute I knew it. twenty-eight, hands over his face. Frankly, this is right. such a bad idea. Why did, why did you about, you've gone to award shows, yeah, like yeah, you've yeah, gone sure. to award shows yeah, in Nashville. Sure. Yeah, that would be a room full of really famous. Got it. People. Okay, now I understand. Continue on with the question, Knox. But I, I mean, like in the wild. Yeah. If, if you're at like Publix yeah. and a celebrity rounds the corner mm-hmm. that you like. Are you going to go up and like approach them and talk to them, or are you just like I'm gonna I'm not going to do that? I was going to ask a follow up question, but I've done that. Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. Oh. We were in line at the same kiosk at the airport, and he was behind me and was deciding between left and right, and I was right. And I finished and said, you can come use this one. You were always my favorite one anyway. That's what I said. Is he your number one NSYNC? Or was that just in the moment? No, always my favorite. I sent him a birthday card in college. I sent him a birthday card. Listen, go ahead and comment on the post where we talk about this interview. (laughs) Was Kirk Kirkpatrick your fourth or fifth favorite? Chris Kirkpatrick, by the way. (laughs) We don't even know him. If you had Kirkpatrick, I would would elevate him. Uh, I want to pack this. Annie, is it because 
he was like approachable, you know, like yeah. you're not going to get, you, you don't have any chance with, no one has a chance with Justin or no. JC, you know, no. but, but Chris, if, you know, if it's a good meet cute, it's a good night, maybe that can actually happen. Right. He's married, but yes. And I just always thought he was funny. He was the one that was always funny back in the day. So I was like, yeah, I'll take the funny one always. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, all right. So, okay, Jamie's like, I, I'm sorry. I'm doing this. <laughs> no, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, it's a perfect segue because I'm, I want to talk about the section of the book where you talk about falling in love. Right. And there's lots of chapters about that. It, it's almost a surprise that it's not what you think it's going to be about. Right. It's about lots of types of falling in love, which I, I also love. So, you write about vacationing at Lost Valley Ranch in yeah. Colorado. And you write about uh, talking to yourself, which I endorse 100%. And you say, Quote, someone is probably watching. Someone is probably listening. Make sure you are who they think you are. Then you clarify in the writing that you say, it's not that I'm two different people, a public Annie and a private Annie. Full stop. Not interested in any more of that paragraph. If there was a private Annie, what kind of things does she do? <laughs> What's private Annie into? Um, what is private Annie into? Uh, Just so while you're thinking, she originally, Jamie was like, you should ask that question. I was like, I don't know, Jamie, that feels like a weird question for me to ask. I'm so. saying private Annie, because mm-hmm. I think you thought of Private Dancer by Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Nope. Different. It's very different. Um, I think Private Annie knows what Annie's friends know, which is like I, in in the book, there's, I, I didn't Taylor Swift it precisely where people are like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? But in the book, there are some relationships that started and ended throughout the book. Private Annie knows their names, mm. right? Listen, I, I think you're I think you're a cr- crazy if you think people weren't. Because listen, when I was reading that, the guy on stage, we have a complicated relationship. And then three rows over in the Ryman, this guy and I have a complicated relationship. I was like, I'm going to need to know who those guys are. Like, <laughs> I'm going to need, I'm gonna need Private Annie. On the stage Annie was Bon Let me ask a follow-up to that. Okay. Um, what's something either on the show or when you speak or in writing uh, that you regret being vulnerable about? And then uh, conversely, what is something you wish you could actually be more vulnerable about? I wish I had more space and capability to talk about my body than I do. I just kind of don't have the tools to do it well at this point. I have very few tools to talk about how I feel and what my experience has been like in my own body. And so I think Probably I wish there was a little more of that, though this book touches that more than any of the others have. I really felt like you revealed a lot about why you eat the way that you do, like some things that impact that in your health, like your physical body, and then how you experience your life through your body and how emotions and feelings and all the things connected to that. So I thought you were, you did. And I, I'm I would trying, love Jamie, I'm really that. trying. It's just, <laughs> it's very, it's the longest relationship I've been in. <laughs> right. And yes. it's just hard yeah. to talk about that relationship sometimes, but I tried as best I could in this one to do that. And in fact, the other day when our y'all's friend, my friend Kendra Dachi was on, that sounds fun. We had this, a similar conversation where I said, you know, I'm really working on being confident in my body, not in spite of. Like, that's what I'm really working at. And so I think the better I get at that, the more I'll have language for talking about it. So I guess when you say, what do you wish you talked about more is what will you talk about going forward? And that feels like that. Um, I feel like That Sounds Fun gave me the entrance into it better than anything else has. What do I wish I wouldn't have been so vulnerable about? I think a way to answer that is always, what is the thing that you have talked about in the past that people DM you about or all the time or ask you and want more info? And you're like, uh, I just wish I had never brought that up in the first place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, or you're like, it, even if you've never gotten any feedback in your head, you're like, man, I revealed that. And I, 
I don't like that. I don't I, like yeah, that. Yeah, I hope no one ever asked me about that. Like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, the joy of us having our own podcast is we can edit most of those things before they come. And that's the joy of writing books, too, is I can write full tilt and use real names. And then when it's time to edit, I go, yeah, I can call that man or woman and ask if I can put their name in here for this or that. At the end of Remember God, I tell a story in Scotland and I didn't end the story very well. I didn't, I introduced a character and never said what happened. Yeah. We're <laughs> so all mad I got about a lot of like, whatever it. happened with that guy. And I'm always like, yeah, I didn't really end that story very well. So that's one of them. And then I talk about this and that sounds fun. Actually, when I did that podcast interview with Mike, Mike Foster, I still have a hard time reading responses to that conversation. Mm. Well, I remember listening to that podcast episode at the time because yeah. you shared about it. And I was like, uh, he murders everybody on yeah, this podcast. Everyone's sad by the end. And I can't imagine Annie being sad because that's not always a side of you. Like you said, private Annie gets to be sad, but public Annie doesn't always get to be sad. And so when you read about it in the book, it was so interesting to have the behind the scenes of how you really felt both positive and negative about that experience. Yeah, I was grateful. It mattered to me. Obviously, it shaped my life about as much as anything. But it, it's still, uh, I have to, when I see an email come in and it says fun therapy, or when I get a letter and it says fun therapy, I almost have to like strengthen myself a little bit before I keep reading because it's still, I haven't listened to it again since the first, I listened to one version of it before he put it out. And that's the only thing I've heard, I think. I think I, either the day it came out or right before. Is it? how people are responding to what you said or like what that teased out of you that you don't want to like go back to it. I mean, I haven't ever said some of those things ever. Mm. Oh yeah. It, I don't even know that I had said them to myself before, but I was so raw in my own pain that I was getting, I was getting to levels of me I had not met. And so it did both of those things, Knox. And I'm so thankful. I've, I mean, I've told Mike, 50 times if I've told him once how thankful I am. I saw the guy who runs on site yesterday. I mean, they it's become such an important part of my life. And I would not have gone without the conversation with Mike Foster. It is still hard for me, even though most people, I mean, their responses knocks the the men and women who reach out to me about that are saying kind things to me about it. It just still is like, oh yeah, you heard all that stuff that I heard the first time I said it too. <laughs> so right. it's it was the fact that it was like public. Yeah. It was in front of people. Yeah. Right. And so it's that interview that prompts you. He says, hey, you need some help. <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine stopping an interview and the next thing being like, while we're here, you uh, have onsite. you thought about a five-day intensive counseling experience? <laughs> okay. okay. So about on-site. So you write a whole chapter about on-site. Yeah. And you talk about that, which I read their brochure. Their brochure says their life-changing therapeutic framework will enable you to find emotional healing. That does that sound fun to you for real? Like on paper, no, no, no it does not sound fun. But in that chapter, which is great because you talk about kind of your experience talking to God, like you're in the labyrinth, you make a commitment, and then we kind of that leads us into future chapters. But you reference people, you talk about like a previous that sounds fun episode where people experience God differently, and you talk about how you experience God kind of in the center of who you are. Uh, in a recent episode, we did an episode of the Bible binge where. Aaron, Knox, and I, we talked about how we used to see God as a child. And you grew up in the faith. You talk about that even in the book about going back to your childhood church. And uh, my our curiosity is, how did you picture, like, what did God look like in little tiny Annie's head? Oh, Santa Claus with a robe on. 
<laughs> what kind of robe? Okay, wait, wait, like a like a Hugh Hefner robe, like a velvet robe, yeah, or like, like a, a mom, mom getting through the day horrible. robe. Like no, uh, so maybe a tunic is the better language. Uh, Santa Claus, no hat, in a an off white long tunic, as probably more like what Jesus wore. Just put it on Santa sure. and put him on a very big throne. I don't know. Ian, if you said rope, I feel like Freud would tell us we got to really like prosecute that and like really lean into what that means. It's like you wanted it to not be in pants. So God is not in pants. Is <laughs> not, that what you're telling yeah. us? <laughs> Wait, did y'all okay, see him God. with pants on? Did y'all picture God in a suit? So my God has always been a cloud with like a face. Sometimes he's mad and it's raining and sometimes he's happy and it's How like sunny. Miss, what's this episode called? Why did we talk about it? We talked, oh, because we talked about God walking, like we talked about God walking through. Oh, is it the serpent the episode? It's, I think it's, it's okay. favorite of Forsaken. I think it's favorite of Forsaken. Oh, favorite oh, it's Forsaken. Favorite of Forsaken. Yeah, I think okay. it's for like Patreon people so people can't can listen to this. Okay. Uh, it just felt like a pyramid scheme where we were trying to get people behind our paywall, but we're not, I promise. To be fair, no. But to be fair, we did talk about it in the serpent episode because, Knox, your picture of God is what? Would you like to tell uh, I, I picture God as, you know, as a kid, I pictured, I, I think I watched a movie at a formative age it's about, uh, I think it's called like, Oh God or something. And George Burns is God, is a God yes. character. So for most of my life, it's been George Burns with, with a cigar. cigar? Yes. Yeah, like straight up with a cigar. Yes. So it's only been recently that I have, uh, it was once we started in the Bible binge and we got back in the Old Testament, there was something really like moving about um, the burning bush, you know, and like thinking of God as like this orb of light that like you're not really, it's, there's no form and you're not really able to be like, Oh yeah, that's just like a guy. And we, I could hacky sack with him or, you know, he could judge me or something, but it's like this thing that like, I'm not going to wrap my head around. Yeah. 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 I think y'all are both probably right. I think mine is the most off of any of them. Maybe mm. not the rosy cheeks and the rumbly tummy. Yeah. No. Maybe, maybe not a long white beard. Nope. Probably like not. A, like a worn tear cloth robe that's been <laughs> through it. You know, because humanity is tough. Oh, right. Needs, we're right. a lot. Right. That's why people should listen to Bible Binge or Old Testament episodes. Because as you go through the Old Testament, it takes about five minutes of the Old Testament for humans to screw it up. I'm not talking about Cain and Abel or Adam and Eve. I'm talking about right after them. You're like, wait, you immediately had two wives? Wait, 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 wait. You, wait, y'all are. <laughs> it yeah. did not and take you know, long. So that terry like, cloth is needed. The Old Testament has been not just, I think, a lot of people, my, I'm speaking mostly about myself, we go through it and it's like uh, the screw-ups are like the greatest hits and they're big, broad, general screw-ups of like, you know, you did this. But as we've gone through the stories, it's been like, no, um, it's this really nuanced screw-up in yeah. so many different ways. Yes. Like Lot's wife didn't just like steal a glance. Like she went back to the city and yes. that's why. Like, yes. Like yeah, because we always picture like, it like she walked up a hill and turned around slowly and pfft. Yeah, that as a kid, and, and I, I'm I'm not trying to derail the conversation, but it, it, that informed what I thought about God was like she just like tried to take a peek at where she lived and what was happening to it, which was you know just a glance, and and she got punished for that, and that really that said a lot about what God was to me, and that was scary. But now you know really like putting in the work, it's like no, it's actually much more nuanced and complicated. Like she didn't just look. She like went back to where she was told not to go anymore. And that totally makes it a it's different It's a totally situation. different story. Also, it's very hard to derail something that has never had rails. So uh, we're it. fine. No, that's a compliment. I like <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> Me favorite, too. my favorite way to travel. We're having a I great say, time. Honestly, this is my flavor town. The Princess Diana put the rails on the conversation. Honestly. <laughs> and then I would say the Justin Thoreau carnal issues that you have, Annie, yeah. that you have admitted to, 
tattoos Maybe on that his chest that I think you might have memorized. He's that's married, that. correct? Because if he's not, can we get him on The Bachelor? Well, he was married. He was married to Jennifer Aniston, that's right. and then they had split up. Wait, yeah. I think I've said the wrong Uh-oh. name to you. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> if you mean Justin Long, I'm going to be no, so no, 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 no. Hold on, what Justin could it be? I'm I'm so interested yeah, oh, now. Wait. It's not Justin Timberlake. It's not Justin Long. Is it? Ju- oh my gosh! Is it the Prime Minister of Canada? Yeah. Is that how you're trying to bring it? Is. Trudeau. 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 <laughs> Good Lord. That's a different Justin. That's why. But like, what? But, <laughs> let me be honest with you. Same carnal issues. Let's be honest. Are we still being honest? It all made sense when everything y'all were saying made sense with him. So I was. <laughs> I was about to ask if you how much you like the leftovers. So yeah. you were been like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I had the wrong Justin, but such similar last names. Gracious. I know, you know what? I think that's like sending the wrong text. Oof. I think the issues are the same, though. I yeah. think this, this oh, yeah. They don't change. It's yeah. just a different guy. Uh-huh. That's, I, that's amazing. <laughs> I want to live look at Craig and like he's just probably doing gym face to, to somebody, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like to the other camera. So we can't yeah. see. <laughs> OK, let me let me ask this because okay. uh, I like. I like what we're talking about. And uh, there, there's been something, you know, we had a conversation. We we were able to do um, a show with Jen Hatmaker, uh, gosh, I don't know, several months ago. And after we, uh, you know, we're on stage with her, we were talking backstage. And she gave us some really good wisdom about, she was like, you guys are in the unique position of being committed Christians, but you don't have to be so forward-facing with your faith stuff as someone like she did. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about our one of our incredible partners, Rothy's. Make your mark here in this new year with comfortable, washable, and sustainable shoes and bags from Rothy's. Have you heard about this company making stylish, sustainable shoes and bags? I think you have. For me, they're carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. Rothy's shoes are incredibly comfortable with zero break-in period thanks to their seamlessly knit-to-shape design. They have so many styles to choose from, which makes them your perfect go-to for everyday or special occasion shoes. It's no surprise that Rothy's best-selling shoe, the Point in Black, has over 3,000 near-perfect reviews, y'all. Start the year off right with the newest Rothy styles like comfy shoes, brand new bags, and washable masks. Rothy's are available in a range of styles and come in an ever-changing variety of colors, prints, and patterns. Rothy's shoes are knit with thread made from plastic water balls, so they're ultra-comfortable as soon as you slip them on. That's right, like no break-in period. I have a pair of the high-top Rothy's, and they are like surprisingly easy to slip on. There's no tug-of-war to get them over my heel, and they're as comfortable as they are cute. Another major bonus is that Rothy's are fully machine washable. You just simply toss them in the washing machine whenever they need a refresh. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash soundsfun. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash sounds fun. Style and sustainability meets to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash sounds fun today. And now back to finish this conversation with Knox and Jamie. So my question to you is like, for someone like you, um, do, 
do you ever lament the restriction that comes with having to be a spiritual destination for people? Yeah. Do you know what? I actually don't because I think I could be wrong, but I think uh, the perception of me is she's pretty fun. Like, I think this, the titles that are around me, if that sounds fun, ring really true to people when they experience me either online or in person. And so I really stand by, I think when people fall in love with the people of God, they'll fall in love with God. And so I like being that bridge. I feel like I'm a bridge in a lot of ways. Like, I feel like people could show up with y'all because they like a certain movie and saw you greenlight it. And then they come over to me and then I send them to John Tyson. Or I say, you know, like, I I like being a bridge like that where I can talk about deep and important stuff about our faith or about racial justice or, you know, we can have those deep conversations. But I I hope I work really hard to be a trusted friend. And I don't mind being public about my faith in the middle of that because I still I mean, I think everybody knows I have lots of things I have to sort out with God. It's not easy for me all the time. I'm very committed, but it's not easy for me all the time. And that's the amateur part of this too, right? Where I get to model that being a real life person means learning and growing and changing and saying things wrong and apologizing and saying things right or trying. And so I do think y'all have a very awesome spot. It is one of my favorites is to see how, how your faith informs what you do. I like being the bridge that I get to be. Well, mm-hmm. and to be fair, I don't know that that's always the model because I think you've really found a great place. Like you said, if you like, if you fall in love with me, you'll fall in love with God. I don't always know that that's a model that a lot of spiritual leaders use. Mm-hmm. It, if you fall in love with me, you'll be in love with me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and God is like a secondary part of that. And I think that can be very uh, frustrating for a lot of people who are seeking God and be like, oh, so I have to love this person. Mm-hmm. But what about like their Gucci belt? This is weird, <laughs> right? You know, or whatever. Right. And so I think you've done a great job of really finding that balance of look, I can be hot for Justin Trudeau's jawline, mm-hmm. and I can also teach you about reading the Gospels every month. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly right. I can be because I am a full person. Yeah. Now sometimes that makes me feel too exposed, as I did with Mike Foster, not because of him, but because of what I walked through, and it was the right thing to do. Still. Yeah. But. Nine times out of 10, it makes me a better friend to the person on the other side of the book and the other side of the pod and the other side of Instagram. And so I know what I've signed up for. I know what I'm called to do so far. I mean, the days where I feel too exposed, I I go quiet and I have a quiet life. And it's why I Sabbath every once a week. And I don't get on the internet that whole day because I need it. I need to model it that, that your company can survive and thrive, not when you don't have to do seven days a week. And I need it personally to remind myself I'm not important and to (laughs) remind myself that like Annie's allowed to have an offline life where she can grieve and experience things and meet people that does not have to be shared seven days a week. I need that for me. Not everybody needs that, but I need that for me. Yeah. And I think, you know, you like back to that vulnerability thing we're talking about. I think that is that spiritual vulnerability might be the most important type that you exhibit out there because I think there's so many, I don't know polished or uh, faux seeming Christians who they don't lean into like, what's like the tough part, like this, uh, this last year, the last few years, they've been tough to, uh, for the Christians. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's stuff to parse out. And I think some people refuse to do that. And I don't know, I, I have more respect for the people who are doing that and like, Hey, I don't really know 
necessarily, but I'm working on this and here's how I'm working on it, you know? Because I feel like that is more, that feels more consistent with how most people can experience their faith than I got it locked down. I'm good to go. Don't yeah. need any notes. I mean, don't y'all feel the same way? Wouldn't you hate it if your listeners 10 years down the road felt like you were the same? Like, like yeah. I don't want them to listen to me this year and listen to me in 2023 and me not have grown and changed in some really significant ways. It doesn't make me embarrassed about today because I know I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, but yeah. the best I can in 2021, I sure hope isn't the best I can do in 2023. Oh, listen, like I, my favorite Chris used to be Chris pine it's now chris evans like you know what i'm I'm on a journey we need to switch to your favorite chris's to favorite justin's we gotta find some good there's a lot of them like thoreau trudeau those sound so similar i'm trying to come up justin long justin long it's a top stack you know what i'm saying it's somebody's favorite yeah that baseball player that married that model Oh, Justin, Justin Verlander. That's Verlander. good. Verlander, a girl. Justin Look at that sport. Uh, Justin Field. He used to play quarterback for UGA. Yes, he Annie, did. As yes. you know. Yes. And he left. Uh-huh. And it's just been a quarterback apocalypse ever since an then. Care to comment on that, night. Annie? It's an absolute feel? nighttime of quarterbacking right now. There is no light to be seen. Apparently, the new guy's great. The five-star. but Yeah, they always are, right? They always are. Not, five stars are great in January. I'm going to ask you maybe the most serious question we're going to ask this whole time together. So I, I want you to really, like, really put your thinking cap on, okay? Are you ready? Yeah. Why does Kirby smart? Why does he wear his hair like that? Why, in <laughs> your opinion, does he wear his hair like that? Well, Why does he look like a third grader who just got a haircut? That has always been his hair. You know, We were at Georgia at the same time. He's older than me. But we were at Georgia at the same time, and he has always had that haircut. I think, I think he has never changed barbers. <laughs> And listen, that is fair uh, because sometimes you just go to the same guy and they just cut the same way and you don't know any different. And it's like Kirby Smart and then nine other fraternity guys from Pi Cap and they're all just chair cut swoosh, chair cut swoosh. It's a big frat bro haircut. Yeah, yeah. so he's going to the same fraternity one. Frat bro and third grader haircut are on the same spectrum. You know, like is the it, real is it a surprise or is it not? That's the real question. <laughs> no, it's actually not. You're right. Right. Um, let me ask this question. So, you know, we talked about kind of you occupying two spaces, right? Yeah. The, the yeah. duality of Andy Downs. Um, and that's something we really like. And I think when people read this book, they're going to see it maybe not quite as overtly, but in the book, you have a lot of proximity to many different secular things, right? Not, not in that kind of verbiage necessarily, but um, you know, like you talk about the food network, you talk about like some, some chapters of the premises, Disneyland, like you talked about, or Dollywood. So we really like that because we try to have, you know, occupy that limbo and that nuance between um, in it, not of it, but also like let that inform who we are, our faith. Um, So what is something secular uh, that has had a sacred effect on you. Oh, that's great. Um, Mumford and Sons music, for sure. Though I think some people would say that is not secular, that it is, you know, they they grew up believers, but they also use language that pastors don't use on Sunday mornings. Sure, so, yeah. At your um, church, you don't get Yeah, at, at, at my church, you're right. In 2021, who can know? <laughs> who can know? <laughs> um, I haven't been in every church, so I do not know. But Mumford & Sons, that, ex- that is the experience for me. That The last concert I went to of theirs was fall of 19, or I can't remember. I think it was 19. It was in our big arena here. And there was just this moment where I thought, if I can ever give people the feeling they're giving me, like if if I can ever create an experience where I get to share my work, share the Lord, give them like, is there a way <laughs> I can make someone feel the way Mumford and Sons makes me feel? It, it, it just is, it's spiritual. It really is for me. 
And I, I think that's a that's a a perfect choice too because I you know I don't know much about them, um, I, but I feel you can feel their spirituality infused in their lyrics. Do you feel that too? Yeah. Well, I I just oh, think like yeah. awake my soul or something like that. Like I've, they've never been like, hey guys, we're a Christian brand. It's just like I know. I just know. You right. know what I mean? Like, and it's kind of the Ava Brothers are the same way for me. I've never read that they're like, hey, we go like we're practicing Christians, blah blah blah. But I just feel it. I know. I can. It, it, and I like people who don't, I always like it when people don't lead with like, Hey, I'm a Christian, just so you know, I'm like, well, you know, let's just hang out and I'll figure it out. If you really are, I think, you know, well, and, and listen, Marcus Mumford was Christian pen pals with Carrie Mulligan. And I that's hoped how ended you up knew meeting. that. I hoped you knew that their <laughs> families are both like vineyard families I, in the UK. How great is that? Summer camp crush turned real life family. That's good stuff. How excited were you when Marcus Mumford was doing the music for Ted Lasso? Oh, the TV show. Top level. I know his voice. I knew right away. I thought that is my Mar- Marcus Mumford right there. <laughs> I knew. Fun. Yes. Okay. So in prepping the new book, you had more than 3,000 of your listeners. Yes. Answer the question, what well, sounds fun. And then you kind of featured the answers. Did you like that? It was very sweet. And we oh, wanted okay. to talk about it today. Okay. Because um, we want to play a game with those those people. So we want to play a game called Plead the Fifth. It's created and executed brilliantly by Sir Andy Cohen uh-huh. on Watch What Happens Live on yes. Bravo. And so what we're going to do is we're going to present to you seven of the answers that were provided by listeners. Okay. And you have to tell us whether what they picked is actually fun. Now, you can plead the fifth on two of them. Okay. Okay. So I have to so answer yes say, or no on all of them, except two, I can plead the fifth. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and, we yeah, power. and we may ask some follow-up questions sure, on what they wrote. So okay. first up, an easy one. Bree. Bree wrote, traveling to Disney with family. Does that yes, sound fun? That sounds fun. Perfect. Okay. Kat said tractor rides with her husband. Follow up. Do you think that's a euphemism or really actually riding a tractor? <laughs> I, I actually don't care. Yes. Wow. I like it. I like either the way. energy. I like <laughs> Good the energy. Know. Kat, either way, Annie approves. Sounds yeah, fun. That's right. Sarah. Sarah wrote a second honeymoon in Europe. Do you think she renewed her vows on this? And are you cool with vow renewals? I think it's braggy. And so I'll plead the fifth. I think okay. quit bragging that you've had two and I haven't had one. So we're team some trouble if you're doing oh. a power deal. You got to remind people, well, it's not good. Yeah. Listen, there, so Julie said, what sounds fun to her? Riding a llama. Now, can you legally ride llamas? And what about consent? Yeah, I think, I think a llama, I think the shape of a llama is going to lead to you breaking something. Yeah. They aren't, they aren't flat backed. They're round backed. Can ride llamas? Yeah. Can you even ride llamas? So I say, if it sounds fun to you, you can try, but I want you to hear the Surgeon General's warning mm. that that might yeah. lead to an injury. I don't think you can ride llamas. I think you can ride anything if you really, if you really want to, if your mind's oh, set on it, you can ride Who's that'll trouble preach. now? Who's being trouble now? Okay. <laughs> Amber said, Amber said that what sounds fun to her is gelato in Rome with BFS. Now at the podcast, we call that a single person flex. Yeah. You have common money <laughs> because you can't take your kids to Rome to get right. gelato normally. Right. Um, how do you feel about that? saying gelato, but you know what she's actually saying is, I, I here's the whole day in Rome. <laughs> Where, yeah, she's ending with, she's letting you know that her and her friends have got the money and the time to spend a whole day at least in Rome. I think that sounds really fun. <laughs> Okay, good for her. Okay, so Katie said, running a full marathon. Do you think this is shade at people who Katie thinks are pansies because they only run half? <laughs> they marathon? only run halves. I think Katie and I define fun differently. Mm. That is a when I did a half marathon. Do y'all know that I lost a half marathon? You lost. Do you know what I that came mean? in? You lost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Follow up. Mm-hmm. How did you lose it? Uh, the seaside half marathon. There were actually three people who came in behind me, but I don't think they were actually registered. I, of the thousands, 
I was the last one. Oh, my no. My friends didn't know where I was. They had to come back and jog to me to see if I was still even in the race. The bus passed me twice, and I rejected getting on it both times. Yeah, I lost a five. I mean, I lost a half marathon. I'm not trying to flex on y'all, but I've done two. Um, oh, have you? Oh, yeah. oh okay. But, uh, Did you lose The them? first time, I couldn't sleep the night before because I was I had kept having nightmares that they were going to be closing down the course right behind me. Yep. You know, because I was in last place. So I, I, I love knowing that you lived out that nightmare. Yeah, and the prize was a bag from um, Vera Bradley. None left for me. All cleaned up. <laughs> All oh, cleaned no. up. Okay, so our last listener who you asked what's on sign that we're featuring okay. is Kylie. Kylie said probably Kylie assisting, Jenner. Assisting in a heart surgery. Now, if you were having heart surgery, Annie, would you want someone named Kylie to operate? <laughs> I need to know the last name because if the last because it because if it's like Kylie like Jackson and she feels like a strong last name that can handle my my actual beating heart, that's fine. But if it's like What's the, what's the last name I wouldn't trust? It, what if it's Kylie Trudeau? What if it's <laughs> Kylie Golden? Would you feel good? <laughs> I literally have a niece named Kylie Golden, so go ahead. Would you that. let her do heart surgery on you? That's who it is, probably. She's studying engineering, so I would trust her. Listen, this sounds complicated. I just It's weird to now go into life, and there's now going to be a surgeon working on you named like uh, Maven oh. with 18 ends. Like, <laughs> yes. It feels like a lot. We've reached that point. I just like the premise to this where Kylie's like, you know what sounds fun? Me holding someone's life in my hand and maybe it doesn't go well. Maybe yeah, they die. That's right. That that's sounds right. like a lot of fun. That's okay. Right. You did great. I, w- I do want to say this. At the end of every episode of the podcast, we feature an item a listener has purchased through our link in yes. our Amazon. Talk. Yes. And then we learn something about that item through reading the reviews, reading the question section. Um, we looked up your best-selling book, a hundred days to brave. Okay. Which you have more than 2000 reviews. Oh, wow. They're, they're almost all five stars. So oh, congratulations on writing yeah. a good book, but there are some one star reviews and we'd like to oh, read one. No. To you right okay. Now. Okay. So one star review from Olivia. Also, I don't think we would want her to do um, heart surgery. Honestly. No, I wouldn't yeah. trust her. No, so Olivia, did. who has a verified purchase. So you did get her money, but yeah. she wrote awesome book, but it was delivered with a torn page. Oh, no. <laughs> That got me one star. That got you one star. So what would you say to Olivia if you could talk to her? Olivia, email me and let me give you another book. There's Listen, like we, eight we've steps. Got a real, we've got a real treat for you because joining us now is Olivia. We're going to get her hooked up here. Oh, he's, getting her. Oh, he's getting your connected. Does it sound fun to talk to Olivia right now? I mean, the thing is, when people leave one stars like that, you want to be like, there were so many things you could have done between leaving, getting a torn book and leaving a one-star review. The same thing's happening to our poor friend, Emily P. Freeman, who has the best journal, that next right thing journal. And some people got a bad copy and they started leaving one-star reviews instead of like, I don't know, DMing Emily. It's so, we don't really have Olivia, obviously, but it's so mad because it's like writing a book is hard and you have to, it's been so much time in it. And someone's like, the page is bent. Here's a one-star review. You're like, are you kidding me right now? Are you coming into my place of work and like yelling at me like that? That's not even a three-star mistake. That's a one-star mistake. Olivia, I bet you, I bet you're, I bet you take things seriously. Yeah. Be more judicious with your terrible reviews. Listen, y'all did great at this. Can I turn the tables on you for just a minute? Please, yeah. Okay. For starters, thank you so much. That was so fun. I said things I can't imagine I said. Um, (laughs) Please don't edit them. Please don't edit them. I don't think I can. Honestly, that was our goal. If Annie edits them, just come over to my Instagram. I'll let you know. (laughs) You're like, I've been video recording this entire thing. So, Um, okay. For our handful of friends that are new to the podcast, and this is their introduction of you, and now they want all of you. There's Popcast, the original show. We podcast on Wednesdays. That's right. And what do they expect from the Wednesday show? 
I think the Wednesday show, we talk about pop culture. We we argue that we talk about things that entertain but don't matter. So it's really lighthearted. Like we will we do episodes on movies, on TV, on celebrities. We do predictions. We did a predictions episode this year. That, that Knox uh, nailed. Knox got four of the predictions right the first day. <laughs> the first day. So it's we talk weird. about really fun, lighthearted topics. We curate a lot of content. So we tell you about the best movies. We watch a lot and consume a lot. And so we tell you. What are the best movies out? What are the best books to read? What are the best albums to download? That sort of thing. I loved what y'all did on MLK Day where you gave us like, okay, on Netflix, here's six things to watch. On Amazon Prime, here's six things to watch. I I just think I love how y'all curate culture for us. And we can decide whether it fits our lives or not, but I love how y'all do it. And that was that was all Jamie. She spent like a billion hours oh, putting that together. And that's but uh, she's called it, and I really like it. She's called it uh, a deep dive into the shallow end of the pool. Yeah. So when things are like a little heavy, and you just want to like have some fun, listen to people like talk about nonsense. That's what we're here for. That's also how you break your neck, just for everybody. If you deep dive right, into the yeah, shallow we'll end of the pool, safety first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So by so that's podcast, and then there's Bible binge. Yes, and the Bible binge is a lot. It's a it's a spiritual sibling of the podcast, and it is uh, we came to it where we want to talk about the Bible because we're Christians, but we're not very smart. So we're like, what if yeah. we made a space for you know dumb people, amateurs to talk about the Bible? So we talk about it. We'll take stories or characters and we'll talk about them or recap it like it's a book, movie, or TV show. Um, and those are classic episodes. And we've been so fortunate that we've been able to expand. We have a. Uh, episode series called Favorite or Forsaken, where we'll take a topic and talk about if it's Favorite or Forsaken. We just talked about Kirk Cameron recently. Yes, And we did. also have, we're so excited because we have a new series uh, with our Aaron Moon uh, called Faith Adjacent, where she takes a topic um, like a Hamilton or Mr. Rogers or, I don't know, maybe The Bachelor coming up soon. Purity and culture. About, yeah, she yeah. talks about, is it is it Faith Adjacent or not? And how is it? And just a real deep dive into the topic. So a lot of uh, interesting stuff going on over there. Y'all are doing a super interesting thing at Popcast Media Group where you just keep creating more podcasts versus going into, I mean, Knox, you have two books out. All Things Reconsidered is the most recent, recent one that I loved. I absolutely loved. But really, y'all are perfecting your lane as podcast hosts. Why is, what is it about the medium that you love so much? I like the conversational aspect. And I think more and more, at least in my experience listening to podcasts, I am going less for necessarily the content, but I like the people. You know, I, like I listen to, to you and Eddie. I like you guys. And I like listening to you guys talk. And maybe you're not breaking down like uh, the Paris Accords or whatever, but like I just like hanging out, you know? And I think especially in this last year, you just like hanging out with people because you don't really get to anymore. So I like that aspect of getting to like know some people digitally, you know, and getting to like listen in on that conversation, that friendship. And I, and I think for us as podcasters, it creates a community because just the medium breeds intimacy. If, if this is the voice that you're weirdly hearing in your ear while you, and you, this is true for you too, and all the podcasts in your network, you become really connected to people. You begin to trust them. Like if they are curating content or you want to hear their take on Claire and Dale broke up. Oh no. We, mm-hmm. What do Knox and Jamie think? But it creates a community that has really shown up for us in ways that has been surprising. And we've just wanted to kind of build 
on that. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on Clarendale, by the way. I won't make you do it here because I know it's coming for us in the show. But my favorite of the podcast media group offerings is The More You Know. Y'all kind of do a little bit for me what The Daily does politically Mm. is y'all go like, hey, here's just a couple. Well, y'all are doing like the culture version of here's what's happening this week that you like when y'all told all about HBO Max and something else dumping a bunch of movies on there. Yes. And who bought and so I didn't know any of that. So how do we tell everybody about the more you know and being a part of the Patreon community? We call our friends of the show and our best friends of the show um, every week uh, for our best friends of the show. as for $7 supporters each month. Uh, we do that. It's the more you know. And, Which uh, is we, me. I'm a BFOTS. Yeah, you, and it's just like a, like a weekly compendium or digest of what's going on because our episodes tend to be more specific um, so we don't get to branch out a lot. So um, the more you know, we get to talk about all manner of things. Like we can talk about um, what, the, what the Kardashians are up to or what the newest movie trailer, SNL or whatever. And it's a lot of fun and it keeps people like in the know. So um, I, I think it's probably my favorite thing that we do as well. I really enjoy just getting to have that space for that. Yeah, I like it. Y'all, y'all watch and intake so much more content than I do. But then I take a lot of y'all suggestions go, yeah, I might, I'll, I'll go listen to that. I mean, that's why you do the green lights for us as well. On the main show. All right, friends. Well, you know, do I get to ask the last question? Do y'all have anything else you need to cover? No, we're good. No. Okay. Well, for starters, thanks for reading the book. That meant a lot to me that y'all even took time to read and like really research it and be a part of this and do this for us today. Great book. People are going to love it. Um, I oh, hope so. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot. Um, the last question we always ask because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Will y'all tell me what you do for fun? You know, I'm watching a show called Lupin, Lupin. right now. Jamie actually recommended it. She's oh, like, yeah. This. It's kind of a, I think it's a French heist uh, TV show on Netflix. Um, and it's just, it's kind of like got Oceans, Oceans 11, 12, 13 vibes, but like it's a solo deal. In Paris? Yeah. And it's, it's so it's like, it looks European, looks incredible. It's all this cool stuff, um, but it's just really slick and well done. I really yeah. like that. Okay. Okay. So a couple of green lights that I have loved. A couple, I read a book called The Push by Ashley Aldrain. Uh, that book got a million dollar advance for that one book. It was a nine-way bidding war <gasps> on the, the novel. Yeah. And it ended up the producer of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that starred Brad Pitt, where he won an Oscar. Uh-huh. Uh, he got the rights to it. It is wow. such a fantastic read. And it is just like you're going to get sucked in and you're going to do it and sitting. And then you're going to look up and you're like, that last line did something to my insides. Wow. And you're going to have a hangover. So I like a book with a good hangover. You're very good at reading. How do you read and watch so much TV? Well, I don't have the burdens of a spouse or children. No, nor I. I. They, well, and I find that they ruin a lot of things. Now, I'm also not making four podcasts a week, Annie. <laughs> yes, like, you are. Making, well, but they're like about the things I'm watching on TV. So <laughs> true, really true, 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 true. For the uh, record, if my kids are listening, children are a gift and spouses are a gift as well. Okay, a double sure, gift. sure, sure. I'm just saying I get to keep my money and sleep as long as I want. I'm just saying. It's <laughs> I, a different Jamie, life. whenever people talk to me about my skin, I'm always like, you understand I haven't lost a night of sleep. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I have slept more than any woman my age that is a mother. This is bullying, guys, and I demand no. you stop. <laughs> I'm pro-mom. I'm very pro-mom. I'm just explaining why people <laughs> think my skin looks better than it should. It's because I sleep a lot. Yeah. So, uh, so that the book, the book, the push. Will you also talk about Jamie? Will you talk about empties? Because that is one of my very favorite things you do, and why people should follow you. I am obsessed with. I never put on sunscreen until I was thirty eight, and I looked up at my face and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what is whose face is this?" (laughs) And Fun Damage had done a number on me, and so I really became obsessed with YouTube and my esthetician and my dermatologist. And so I do a segment on my Instagram where I show all my empties, the products that I've used up. And then I give kind of really honest reviews. None of it's sponsored. So it's really just, hey, I used this 
cleanser. Yeah. I use this toner. I used this mascara and I loved it. I try to find dupes for expensive products and then tell you about the expensive products that are worth it. So it's just a fun, it's really a hobby to justify uh, my obsession with yes. Nordstrom and Sephora. Mm-hmm. So. I respect it. Um, you guys, thanks again for doing this today. I'm very, very grateful. You are good friends to me. Thank you for letting us break our one rule of not interviewing anyone ever. So we're honored. I really appreciate it. I didn't know how strong that rule was until publicly you started saying how strong that rule was. (laughs) (laughs) I know we broke it for you. And and listen, everybody, I know she's going to say it, but like hear us. We've read the book. We have the book. It you want the book. So that sounds fun. On shelves, February 2nd. Don't miss out. Yep, don't miss out. Thanks, friends. Oh, you guys, are they not the best? My gracious, I'm still laughing. That thing, those two people, what are we going to do with them? Y'all, make sure you're following Knox McCoy, Jamie Golden, and the Popcast so you can tell them thank you for being on the show today. And don't forget to grab a copy of That Sounds Fun, the book. It is out tomorrow. You can get it wherever you love to buy books. And seriously, so many of you have words in this book since you shared what sounds fun to you. Do you remember? And so many of you have been so generous with your encouragement, your prayers, your support. I'm just so grateful. I cannot wait to see it out in the wild tomorrow. Be sure to tag me when your copy arrives. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I'm Annie F. Downs, TSF, like that sounds fun on YouTube. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Tomorrow is book launch day, which means we might just, well, actually, we do have a little surprise for you then. So we'll see you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.